Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Say Yes Movement podcast with Heather and John. Hey, Heather, how's it going? It's going great, John. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. I kept it chill. I kept it light and I just kept it fun. You know, my good friend and I, Morella, went out for a bike ride. You know who she is. And, you know, one of the things I try to do in the summer, because our summers are so short here in Ontario, uh, one of the things I try to do is just get out and enjoy the summer weather. How about yourself? I love it. Same thing. Just get out there, go for walks, go down to the beach. It's just enjoying the good weather and enjoying the the crazy weather. So there was some mm. thunder showers and stuff, and I love thunder showers. So, you know, just just enjoying the moment and having immense gratitude for, you know, living where we are and enjoying the outdoors. So it's yeah. perfect. It's no, perfect. it is. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was watching a post, a TikTok post or an Instagram post last week, and the guy was out. There was a thunder shower. And he's out in Kitchener and he stood outside and he just enjoyed the rain. It was so nice. It was so I cool. love that. Like when's the last time that we just danced in the rain and, and just didn't even worry <laughs> about getting wet. It's just such a playful thing. And in fact, actually I talked a lot about play without you on Friday when I was talking about the Barbie movie uh, yeah. that launched on Friday. So, you know, infusing play into our adult life is a way to stay fresh and increase our confidence and, you know, all of those things. But uh uh, I'll tell you, you know, Barbie is killing it in the movie theater right now. So she's definitely on her confident communicator path. That is for sure. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's on my list. It's on my list to go watch that and Mission Impossible, which just came out. It's one of my favorite series of all times. And I love how, you know, they keep pushing the envelope in terms of what's possible. Right. And, you know, what's interesting from a Mission, Mission Impossible perspective Tom Cruise still does a lot of his stunts, his own stunts, right? So, so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, blockbuster summers are back. You know, it's it's been nice because we really haven't had that over the last three years. It felt like where the summers, you know, we had all these great movies come out. And it feels like things are going back to just pre-COVID type of feel, right? Like, I'm not going to say normal because I don't think we're into a normal anymore. But we're definitely into a way of being the way we're accustomed to and we know about so which is really really cool but yes barbie is on my list i gotta go watch that uh, ryan gosling apparently is really good in the movie too yeah i i have seen so many posts with barbie and uh, i wrote an article why we why i would hire barbie in a heartbeat so you know this is uh this is the time to talk about barbie but i think the main message is that Barbie, you know, she is not always confident, especially in the movie. I haven't seen the movie, so I've only seen the trailers. And she actually has those automatic negative thoughts go into her head and, mm -hmm. and starts to think, am I okay in the real world? And, you know, that concept is so human-like for all of us to be thinking about. And I think that's why we do the work that we do, John, because we see this in our clients so often. And it's why we're doing our free masterclass on Wednesday on how to become a confident communicator. And we're going to have a, a unique spin on it, which is around the job interview process, the prospecting of jobs, asking for a raise at work, you know, thinking about your career in the next three to five years uh, and how to infuse confident communication in it. But I know we've been doing this series around confident communication and also the job interview, John. So I, I think we're going to dive into that today because nailing the interview is so important, but that process doesn't start at the interview. It starts way before that. So what are some tips that you would give to people to prepare 
for the job market search. And you're an expert in this. You've written two books on this. So yeah. I want to hear from you. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Um, it's interesting when you say it that way, because anyway, this, yes, I've written two books on the topic. And one of the things I've helped a lot of new people, newcomers to Canada with is really just understanding how to go through that process, how to find and stand out in the interview. And one of the things we're going to be talking about today is really around the interview process itself and what you can do. And what I want to touch on is something that I'm going to say maybe 80% of candidates do not do, mm. right? 80% of candidates do not do. Because the one question I get asked all the time is, you know, how do I dress for an interview? How do I know what to wear? And, you know, inevitably, when you're looking for that job, you're looking for an organization, you're looking for a role inside an organization for a job, it's so important for you to do the research ahead of time. Mm -hmm. The research doesn't happen five minutes while you're sitting in the lobby. And I think you even touched on this in another episode somewhere, like be early, right? Be early. If you need to give yourself an hour before, yes. before your interview, so you can show up on time to just be there early. That's not the time to do your research. The time you do the research is outside of that, right? So the one thing you want to look at, you want to definitely visit a company's website. You want to look at their mission, vision, values on most big organizational sites, they will lay it out and they will tell you exactly what their mission, what their vision and what their values are. And then that gives you an indication of whether or not that aligns with who you are and who you want to be. And here's the thing, right? And here's a secret that most people don't even think about. People who've worked for an organization for so long, they forget what their mission, vision, values are. And if you're going in and reminding them what that is, it's like, ooh, how did you know? Like, so mm. it, it starts to separate you out from the other people, right? And when you're doing that, you're also looking at not just their website, but also what's happening in the media with that company. One of the things I like to tell my clients to do is, you know, turn on Google alerts for that company. So when things come up, it gives you a good indication of what they're doing outside in the public. Because the mm -hmm. one thing you want to align their mission, vision, their mission, vision, values, their MVV, I want to put in a short form for that. So MVV, you want to make sure it's aligned with what's actually happening out there in the public. So a lot of times they'll say, well, we're into our community. We're giving back to the community. Here are some of the initiatives. And then you don't see anything like that in their socials. You don't see anything like that in their media. And you have to start to wonder, are they really aligned with who they say they are? Mm. Right. Yes, because if their employees aren't talking about it in social, then is it really happening? That's a key indicator for yeah. the trueness of the culture. Is it just words on a bulletin board or on a website, or is it truly actions that as a community that employer is taking? So, so important to and 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 go and look at different employees' profiles and see what they're posting about their own company. This will mm. give you an indication of what culture is like as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, when employees are incredibly proud of the company they work with, you know, the people they work with, the the culture of the like, they'll put it out there. They'll put like, and I see this with a lot of companies, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of companies out there where, but where people post about what they're doing with their company, outings, events, giving back to the community, whether it's the food banks, it's charity events, uh, ride to conquer cancer. You know, the one thing I saw when I did that ride is a lot of companies. Uh, they had like their own tents, like they, they were well organized. They had, you know, the same attires where they were wearing the, the same shirts. So you could 
see them, right? Like you can see how mm -hmm. they stood out from everybody else. And even walking through the site, actually, you know, this is something I never talked about, but walking through the Ride to Conquer Cancer site in Hamilton, you can see them interacting and talking with one another, right? You can see that, you know, they were engaged as mm. a team with one another. And, you know, that gives you an indication. Like, so, you know, understanding company culture doesn't, or walking into the interview, understanding company culture doesn't just come from when you go on site into the company. It's also what's happening outside. That's right. And, you know, I got to see this firsthand at the Right to Conquer Cancer where, you know, how do people inside of the company engage with one another? Because sometimes they don't even know each other and, you know, they're creating this community, this group together. So, mm -hmm. and it's great because you could see them all, like one of the organizations I was following because I knew somebody there and like they all had breakfast together, they all had lunch together, they sat together, they communicated and, and connected. So that gives me a good indication that that particular group inside the company is pretty strong. So that's one way of doing it. Heather, I know there's a tip out there in terms of how else you can research some of this. Well, I think the research is really important, but I also want people to take away that your your first impression is being made all the time. So whether it's the emails that you're sending, the way that you're responding, how quickly you're responding, when you get on site for the actual interview, how you park your car, because people are always watching, how you enter the building, who you interact with and smile, are you rude or are you actually very interactive with people? all the way to the very end and you know and i and i say this with with all joking aside but this i'm going to share a real scenario where someone came in for an interview they actually did pretty good on the interview but what we uncovered afterwards is that they had um been a bit of a jerk driving into the parking lot and cut someone off and had a little interaction with them and somebody came in and said that and brought their license plate and they heard that person saying that to to the security and didn't say, oh, that was me. I'm sorry. So you can imagine how that went for, you know, did they get the job or not? Because culturally we want people that are responsible and, you know, are realizing that the community that they're part of, the people around them all matter. And we got to have respect and dignity in the workplace at all times. So, you know, your first impression is always, always, always at every second of the moment, moment of the interaction. And I'd love this scenario where you finish the interview you're like oh phew like that's done and then you think everything that you say after the interview is done doesn't matter you're still in the interview you're yeah. still in the interview do not mess that up so you know, that's <laughs> not the time to comment or or make humor that's inappropriate i've seen that nerves make people do silly things and just be aware that you know you might not be um, in the interview anymore, but you are in the interview still. So very, yeah. very important. Well, and the truth is you're being interviewed for nine, for, sorry, now I was going to say nine months. You're being interviewed for three months. That's mm. your probationary period, right? Like you're right. Your interview doesn't end when you leave the room. Your interview ends, actually it never ends. No, it never ends. Right? And it so never even ends. being inside of an organization, being inside of a group, like you're always being interviewed for what's next, right? Like what's like, so you got to, <laughs> I know it might seem like a, a, like a lot of stress for some people, but it's not right. Like you just, no. Hey, be nice, be respectful, you know, be thoughtful for the people around you. And that's just a way of being right. Like that's not anything special. Like, I think this is how we should all be right. Like we that's should right. all respect one another. So, yeah, no, it's interesting that you say that because there's, 
those little actions, you know, ownership, right? If that person said, hey, you know what? I'm sorry that was me. I was just rushing to get in. It might have changed. It would have been forgiven. That person. It would have changed the outcome 100% because ownership would have been part of that. And a lot of times people are are thinking they're not good enough before they go into an interview. And that is a recipe for disaster. Do not have those automatic negative thoughts go in your head. People are, I've heard people say, I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have enough experience. And I'll tell you, you know, all of the interviews that I've done, yes, I'm hiring for skill, but I'm actually hiring for a whole bunch of other competencies that you have created in your, in your being as being a really good human. So, you know, curiosity, resilience, are you able to change on the fly and adapt to those things? These are the competencies that actually you can't teach someone you have to just be good at those things. Whereas the job skills, they're changing so drastically. You know, I'm looking for someone that can actually adapt and learn very quickly rather than, you know, coming in with those skill sets. So if you're thinking, well, you know what, Heather, I'm just entering the job market or I'm changing careers, you know, how do I get these skills? Show up as a really good human, show that you're curious, show that you're resilient, show that you're adaptable. And this is what will show up as confidence and the things that culturally employers want to want to hire you for. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you said before, and I really like act as though you have the job already. Oh, yes, that sounds good. Showing that expertise. You know, this is one of the things that I share with my clients when they're trying to build uh, a profile here in North America, especially when they're coming in from other countries. You know, leverage LinkedIn, right? Leverage Mm -hmm. like LinkedIn to show what your expertise is. You know, create article, create post, write article, write post, and then share that out with the world. You know, because I'll share a quick story. One of the clients I worked with in the past, he was trying to get into a financial institution here in North America. He was coming in from Europe and he wanted to work for a specific company inside, you know, in, in Canada. So one of the things that we worked with him on was to put content together to show what your expertise was. Mm. And it was really cool because he wrote a Pulse article inside of LinkedIn that talked about the effects at the time of what was happening economically due to the pandemic and what he predicted was going to happen after the pandemic kind of subsided a year or two later. And, you know, what ended up happening is he got an interview with the company that he wanted because he had put that article out there. He started showing his expertise. He didn't just write one article. So let me just preface that. You don't do something once and it's like, oh yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) You have to do it a few times. You have to write a few different articles so people understand who you are. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a series of these articles, right? And then what he would do is, as he's introducing himself, you know, part of the job search process is 50% is application. So applying for the role, putting your resume together, you know, going through the ATS, uh, getting into the room with the hiring manager. The other 50% is connecting and networking with people inside that organization. So what he would do is once he was connected with somebody inside of an organization, he would share his articles. He'd say, hey, mm. I'm together in terms of, you know, my prediction from a financial perspective, what was going to happen in the world. And here, you know, based on my research and based on the things that I put together, take a look at this article and let me know what your thoughts are. And that actually, so it was funny because he actually had two jobs on the table. He had two job offers on the table and he was about to accept the first one, but the second one came through before the deadline on the first one. This is the company I really want to work for. 
And he got, you know, a $10,000, you know, up, you know, in terms of increase in, in income because he got the role with the company that he wanted. So, you know, there's ways of putting yourself out there to show your expertise in terms of who you are. And these are all the things that happen before you show up in the room. Before you show up in the room. And it's it's your presence, right? Because, uh, you know, a good recruiter will always go check out your social uh, and, and all your platforms. So if you are, you know, wearing a suit and tie on your LinkedIn profile and then partying in Ibiza on your Instagram, the and there's conflict... nothing wrong with partying in Ibiza. That's okay. No, no, but do you know that your presence is being looked at uh, from the recruiters? So just you know, be aware of that and and make sure that that there isn't a conflict between the two that shows two different personas of you. You want it to be as close as possible uh, uh, that you can, yeah. or make your other accounts private. But your LinkedIn. It's a great place to show your expertise in what, what you want to do. I was recently asked, you know, they were uh, uh, from a person that was changing the type of career that they want to have, but they have no experience. So they're worried about having to enter the job market at the very beginning. And what I said to them is start acting like you have the job today. Start posting about that niche. Start uh, having an opinion. Go on to other people that are in that same niche. Comment on what they're saying. Do all of these things now so that your footprint shows that you actually really care about this subject and you're the experts. And of course, add on what you just said, John, connect with those companies, send your article to the people. You know, there's nothing better than receiving an article that someone wrote that, you know, and we've had it happen to us where they've listened to a podcast and they've like, I really uh, resonated with what you said. Here's an article I wrote about it. And now we can have a conversation. And guess what? I'm going to remember their name when they join us for another podcast or when we're thinking about guests to have on our podcast to talk about the subject that they already talk about on. This is how we make those connections. And this is how you make a community around like-minded things. So you are already an expert. Show up as an expert in every way that you can. And that's yeah. so important. No, absolutely. Listen, it, it's it's all about the pre-work, right? Like by the time you get into the interview, it's a conversation, right? Mm. You, you're Because you're also researching the person on the other side of the table, right? They're researching you. So according to the new statistic that I heard recently, 84% of recruiters look at your LinkedIn profile as soon as they look at your interview, at your resume. Mm. Right? This is why, you know, in my resume template that we offer, um, you include your LinkedIn profile on your resume. Like, just make it easy for them to find you. Like, the, don't totally. make it, you know, the whole goal behind the interview process, behind the recruiting process is making it easy for them to access you. Yes. So when you have control over where they go, you're going to direct them to LinkedIn. You're going to show your, your how you're professional. In most cases, they don't look at your other social media profiles. And those That's should it. be private. You know, like you said, if they if you're, uh, you know, having a wild, crazy time in Ibiza, make it private. Right. Don't share that out with the world, depending on the image you want to put of yourself out into the world. Yeah. Right. So and, you know, this is, this is for a lot of people that are out there today just looking for work. You have to maintain and look after your brand and image. And, you know, more than ever before, we are a brand. Right. And yes. what we put out there in the world represents who we are, what we're able to deliver and what we stand for. You know, your brand like, is your currency in, oh, yeah. in, 
in the job market, right? So you are already your own brand manager. So don't get, don't fire yourself over this. Like be good at this. And it doesn't take a whole lot. People ask us like, how often should I post? You know, once a week, once a week post about your, what you want to be an expert at and Mm. that will be enough and go, but it's not about posting. It's about posting and commenting from other people in your network. And this will have immense and and even if you're thinking i'm not changing jobs today you are always in an interview remember john said this you're always in an interview so think about what's the persona that i want to put out there so that when i'm ready for that next career move i i'm already i've already put all of the breadcrumbs down really really important and in most cases you're being pulled in right and what i'm seeing today and the shift that's happening because of linkedin and it's out there people organizations are recruiting Mm-hmm. right you think about like you know baseball teams basketball any sorts of sports teams they recruit their players right like they have a roster of people that they can go check out and watch and this is why they go watch college ball and high school basketball like all these different sports at a lower level so they can start recruiting onto their teams because they want the best talent yeah. and a lot of organizations today are actually recruiting when they get the submissions and they don't see the right fit inside of their submissions the next place they look is linkedin and they yep. start to recruit people from linkedin and this is why some people i've even had it i've even had one person you know like i i, I do linkedin profile uh, workshops from time to time and you know one of my workshops at the end of the workshop, the lady that was updating and changing her profile had a recruiter reach out to her and say, look, we're looking for somebody with your skills and talent. You know, would you be interested in having a conversation? And this was like minutes after we changed the profile. I love that. The algorithms <laughs> are always working. They're always working out in the background. So, you know, put in the work now. Like, it, And if you do it now, it, it won't be as dark. Right. Because you're yeah. putting it in slowly. You're being slow and consistent. It's just like Heather and I doing our show every week. Right. Like three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're here to service you, to give you information that's going to help you move up in your career, move up in your leadership, move out in your communications. It's because we're doing it consistently. And that's, and that's how you build right? trust. That's how you build that that's trust you build in trust. your brand. OK, so I can't believe we're already at time. This is crazy. <laughs> so One call to action. Yeah, yeah. One call to action for today. I think the call to action is, what's your brand? What's your personal brand? Write down a few words on how you want to show up. What's your industry? And what's one thing that you're going to do to help build that personal brand? It may be connect with someone in your network. It may be thinking about posting an article. It may be just sharing a video on your social media about what you're an expert at. Um, All of those things. But one thing that will promote yourself as a brand expert in your niche. Yeah, actually, so Heather, let me just drop in one little nugget because this I love doing. So if you don't know what your brand is, if you're unsure, put a post on social media asking people to describe you in five words. Ooh, I love that. That'll give you a really good indication. I do it from time to time. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do mine tomorrow and say, hey, you know, in five words, I've done it before in the past. You know, if there's five words that come to mind when you think of me, what are those five words? Mm. And that gives you an indication of how people start to see you. It's a great exercise. I do it on all my social media platforms. And it's it's crazy what shows up, you know, in terms of the words that people use. And in most cases, I'm going to say 95% of the cases, they're all good words. So <laughs> I take the 95%, not the 5%. So something to think about as you go into this. All right. So <laughs> that is it for this episode of the Say Yes Movement Podcast. 
wishing everybody a marvelous Monday. And just remember when you shift your mindset, you shift your life, wishing you all a great one. Take care.